Captain Drake and rocked upon the ground Suddenly a free man making up a waste of time And heading back to New Orleans on a Greyhound bus line So welcome back to the Buzzword Podcast and tonight I'm joined by fellow host and guest Stuart McDougall. Hello, good to see Hello, you. Hello sir, how are you? I'm you very too. well, thanks. You're looking well. Yes. Uh, you, need, <laughs> you need a haircut. <laughs> ah, well, it's not the hair. It's another. <laughs> what is it? just the general age and wear and tear. I think that's what I, so I not, see in the Zoom call. All right, so you're you're not having any um, home haircuts then by your lovely I had, wife? I had one home haircut, but that was really early on, and she hasn't done me another one. It's getting, I mean, look at mm. it and the car around the ears and all that. Oh, it's awful! And it's sticking up at the front. <laughs> I know, but you you've not went down that plunge of liquor, getting the beer trimmer out and trying to use that to lighten the load. Oh no, no. Well, sadly, my father has actually been that silly and allowed my mum to attack him with. Some beer trimmers. Oh, boy. Yeah, she did. Oh, it was amazing. It was some of the best <laughs> haircut I've, I've seen in a while. It was almost <laughs> like she gave him a fryer tuck. It didn't just end up in a number one, did it, or a number zero? <laughs> yeah, it pretty much did, yeah. So he wasn't too happy with her. And, of course, I could do nothing but laugh when I saw it. So <laughs> I wasn't really much emotional support for him on that one. But, by God, it was funny to see. Yeah. So after a couple of episodes chatting to other people that are locked down, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks? Is it, oh, No, you've got some news because you're now a fully qualified teacher. Well, yeah. Well, not, I'm not sure you can say fully qualified. I, I, I kind of think some people say fully qualified, but I think it's newly qualified. You're, like, you're so never really qualified. I'm not fully because I've still got to do through my probationary year. But yeah, no, I yeah. Passed, passed all the exams and um, I had my weird... Well, it's not a graduation because when you're doing um, PGD, you don't actually graduate. You just have a closing ceremony. I had the closing ceremony um, two days ago, three days ago, Monday. Yeah. Well, today, Thursday, yeah. So it was on Monday. Um, very weird. 350 people on a Zoom call. <laughs> so How there was, that uh, I think there was about 50. So it's like, imagine the screen we're looking at just now, but there's 25 yeah. people on that page. And then there's like 15 pages of those people um, with everybody on mute. So you can kind of scroll through and see people you know and stuff. And then whoever's talking is on page one. So uh, there was a couple of people doing talks. So they're kind of closing talks and the head of the department came and spoke. And and then everybody from each subject area. So we were biology. We all went, yay. And when we went, yay, everybody goes to the first page. It was nice. It was nice enough. But uh, unfortunately, if you remember Monday's weather, it was cracking. It was one of those perfect summer days. And just the idea of being outside celebrating, maybe going for a drink with the guys, gone. And it was not to be. You're staring at a screen indoors. But um, it was nice enough. And I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's me past. So I've just found out I'm going to be in Ren for sure. You're neck of the woods. Yes, you're going to be back with me. And you said the other day in the text, you were hoping I would get your school. My old high school, school, yeah. I thought that would be hilarious, but <laughs> I don't know if you, I went to Even it. though you didn't really enjoy it that much when you were there. No, I hated it. Yeah, um, there you go. So you just want me to <laughs> feel your pain. Is that what you're doing? Pretty much. <laughs> the other Pretty side. Th th that's not a school, it's a prison. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like a cement block. It doesn't oh, have anything attractive to it. I imagine, don't get me is wrong. It, is it like the school from Teachers? 
don't know if you remember Freddy Beaches, Mark. but yeah, yes, just yes. a big scary, not a scary, but a big depressing block. Yes, very much so. Okay. Yes, and also where the literally half the class could send a teacher to the psych ward because of a nervous breakdown. I've just realised. I've just realised if I do end up in this school, have we, have we made, we've not said the name of it. I think that'll be okay. But we, if I do end up there, this could all be fireable offences by his people. <laughs> so, uh, well, so we'll wait until I find a school I go before this is a uh, before you broadcast this. I wouldn't worry because when I was there, we're talking nearly. Okay, just shy of 20 years ago. So, you know, it's been a while since I've been there. So I don't think anybody that I knew is still there. So you're okay. But yeah, my old school. So yeah. Well, Good luck. definitely going to happen in August. I will be a teacher. Whether it's, um, whether, whatever that looks like. Who knows? <laughs> so. Uh, oh, yeah, that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. It's weird when you say, what have you been doing over the last couple of weeks? I don't know about you, but because there isn't that sense of going to work and then there's a weekend and then, you know, you're meeting people and going to the cinema, you know, you, there's not that sort of you know, theater. There's not that split yeah. of time. So I, I've been hearing that people think that time's going much faster than it used to, because there's not that sense of being broken up with mm-hmm. um, recognizable segments. It's just one big, long, continuous existence. Yes. Uh, I, I have, I have lost the count of what day we are on. I really did think, is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's Thursday. Oh, absolutely. That's what I keep saying. I'm like, what, what, what day is it? So, What have you been doing? It's really lately? hard to remember, but I've, I, what have I been doing? Um, I don't know. The weather's been really good, so I think we've just been in the garden yeah. a lot. Um, and on lockdown, uh, the wife decided to buy a paddling pool for us. This is nice oh, to wear a paddling pool. Uh-huh. You did, were you in the paddling pool? I've usually been directed by by the small boss of the house to get into the paddling pool, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But she loves it, so we spent most of our time splashing about and probably driving the neighbours nuts with the screaming. <laughs> screaming with fun, now you understand, we're not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've gone terribly wrong. Um, but yeah, we've been outside paddling. in the paddling pool and just messing around. The how, main topic, yeah. How have you been? I've been talking about myself. How have you been? How have I been um, working? I actually feel like I've worked more um, since lockdown, even though I'm not actually working because I've been doing so much work because right now I'm staying with my mum and dad during the lockdown period because I would be on my own if I was in my house. Uh, So I decided I'd stay here for the meantime and have some company. So it's been Michelin star service on the food. Good. Cuisine of the highest order. It's not you um, cooking, I guess. I cook occasionally, but okay. Um, so then that's um, been the standard slip. No, no, no. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I am learning to make bread. I will have you know. Oh, okay. Uh, Along with the rest uh, of the nation. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's suddenly when you you're wondering what can I do here, and it's like, how do you make bread? How do you make good bread? Not just. <laughs> You know, bad bread that you never eat, but you made bread. It's like, how do you make good bread? So, yeah, I've been doing that. But the food's been excellent. A lot more wine than I would normally consume. Um, that's also occurred. I think uh, that's a kind of trend, though, across the country. There was a report the other day that said uh, people are eating more and drinking more during the lockdown, and that's definitely true for us. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, 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 that's just me on a cultural level. Um Reading a lot, not as actually funnily enough though, I haven't really watched as many movies as I thought I would. I'm, I'm the exact same. Bi- I'm not binging. 
No, I and thought I was going to like catch up on all the films that I was meaning to watch, and I still haven't. I haven't done it, and I've really not given the binge time to the PlayStation as well to catch up in all the games I've got to play. Ah. I just I seem to be doing other things. Yeah, um, and catching up with the National Theatre, um, which has been watching that a lot. Yeah, I've been useless. I've been useless at catching up with that. It's terrible. But did you get? Did you see? I haven't uh, seen Street? anything. What? I know. That's why I, I said when I've got. I know when I said I've got no content. I mean, I really don't have any content. I've ma- I've missed <laughs> everything. Oh. Mm. On the day I wanted well, to watch Street, I think it's because the weather's been so good. So I would usually find a quiet time just to settle down and watch something. But the weather's been so nice up till crazy late. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll. I'll get. I'll give you a wee quick synopsis then, because I said this earlier that the um, we posted it on the the website for the buzzword was that the National Theatre had released a streetcar named Desire with Gillian Anderson, and you know for the for the, for our generation, you know she was part of Mulder and Scully, X Files. Like that's where you knew her from, same as me. Yeah, yeah, and who knew? Like I never really thought Gillian Anderson would had acting chops. Did you ever think she had acting chops? Not saying she was a bad actor, but yet did you think she had serious acting chops? I think I kind of knew it because I've heard of things she's done outside of it. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I've seen her in something else. She can't, I can't have just seen her as uh, Dana Scully. Scully. What did I see her in? And I thought, oh, that's quite different. And then um, it could have just been hearing the reviews from Streetcar where people raved yeah. about her. And then um, you hear she's cast as... Was she not going to be cast as Margaret Thatcher in one of the upcoming um, Crown, in the next yes, series of the Crown? You know, she's got range. But no, I remember hearing a lot of good reviews for Streetcar. Holy hell. Is, I actually was like, okay, Streetcar, know the movie, know the play. This is three hours long. It's, you know, it's, I'm going to have to sit down and get comfortable for this one. Yeah, And I was like, let's watch this. And... After about an hour, I forgot time was passing because so I was just—I no, I was engaged. I really was, and yeah. and I was and I was waiting for the the big bits to come up. You know, hey, Stella, and where um, Blanche, uh, played by Gillian Anderson, where she absolutely breaks down at the end, and everything that goes on between her and Ben Foster. Uh, who takes on the Marlon Brando role of Frank, and it was it was phenomenal. I really couldn't help but watch her, and by the end, you would have thought she. Uh, I, I did not know she had that in her, and it was amazing to actually watch it and see that. And it's a shame that it's gone now because see what it was on. It was worth watching just oh, for no, this. I, I, I am gutted. I am gutted. I missed it, and I think it was the really point where I was ready to watch it. They'd moved on to the next one, mm-hmm. um, which yes, was the political play. It was this house. This house, and that again, that looked fabulous. And I missed it. It was a play by James Graham. It deals with uh, Britain in 1974 when Labour take power, but it's a hung parliament and they battle for like four and a half years to keep the Conservatives at bay. And Margaret Thatcher is like, you know coming into power at the end of their four and a half years, but you never meet her. You deal with all the like the chief whips on both sides and it was brilliant. Like what a show to see the National Theatre. But again, just a brilliant show, really well scripted. And you would think, it, how can politics be fun? And the play Oh, I saw some of the clips and it made me laugh. I was 
oh, I, it, it was that kind of play where I was just I was watching it and I was kind of like, I want to do this play. There's so much room to have fun with this. You know, it's like it was massive play, and it just so went off today, cast. didn't it? I think it just uh, went off today. Yeah, they're up for a week, so I think that's it Thursdays. going now as well. And yeah, unfortunately, but... now I've got time and the weather's turned. <laughs> Bloody Tom Hiddleston, isn't it? It's currently in us. Yes, it is. Here, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, could they have not put that at the start or kind of when it was really sunny? So I couldn't even, you know, I could have just skipped it. What? Nothing you, against it, Shakespeare, it... nothing against. I mean, I tried to watch Coriolanus once. Maybe it was it was a film actually. It was the Ray Fiennes film. Yes, with Butler and Rafe, Jared Butler um, and Rafe Fiennes. Yeah, I was so yes. looking forward to it, and I thought this looks brilliant. And I, I just at the time maybe I was in a bad mood, but it bored the tits off me. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> and then just replacing somebody who I absolutely love, like Ray Fiennes, with Tom Hiddleston. Oh. Why? What's wrong with Loki? <laughs> Loki's fine Loki- for some reason when he's Loki he's so different to Tom Hiddleston it's like so cartoonish I don't mind it and Loki kind of looks like he loves himself and that's part of his character whereas unfortunately Tom Hiddleston looks, always looks like he loves himself <laughs> even if he's not meant to so um, yeah it's just he's, he's the most smug and it's weird because the first time I saw him was in um, was on War Horse I don't know if you remember yes. one of the was he a captain in War Horse? And I thought, oh, yes, that guy's yes. great. I really like that guy. <laughs> the more you, the more I see him. Uh, sorry, I know there's a lot of hate for Tom Hiddleston. He gets a lot of unfair flack. But if you've seen some of the things he's done, like there was a clip where he tried to impersonate Robert De Niro in front of Robert De Niro, and you could tell he was well, playing bashfully. But he wasn't bashful at all. He thought it was the best impression that anybody had ever done. And there's poor De Niro saying, listening to him do this awful impersonation of him and then he he got up on stage once and did this long dance I mean he's just he's insufferable so yeah yeah so you're not looking forward to watching I can't watching wait I can't wait I think he's <laughs> it's going to be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I got to admit I'm 50-50 whether or not I'll watch it unfortunately it's... people kept saying how good the night manager was and he's the lead in it and I remember yep. watching the first episode and thinking, "This is good, but can I, can I can I bear him anymore? I don't know." <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll stop going off on a rant. On no, no, no. I like the rants. The rants are good because it, uh, I'm kind of it's, it's an unknown. I feel, so, I feel sorry for them because I think he's maybe maybe he's got problems. I don't know. Maybe he's a terribly insecure person. <laughs> maybe he's horribly insecure, and he just seems like he's really secure and smug, but he's actually dying inside. And I'm I'm just another person heaping on. Negative energy on him, but okay, he's the worst. He's the worst. I I swear, I did not know this. I did not know that you had this. Age on nothing to do with the posh bashing either. You know, there's that posh bashing because I I quite like. Who's the other posh person who's quite like him? Um, Who's in the Harry Potter sequels? You know, the the Fantastic Beasts, uh, and he was Stephen Hawking and. (laughs) Yes, um, yeah, I'll I'm get fine with him. Name. Totally oh, fine I'm with not. him. I can't um, stand him. Benedict Cumberpatch, totally fine with him, as, as we've talked about in the past. But Hiddleston, yes, no, 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 can't, can't stand him. Um, and his name is, I really don't like this guy, which... <laughs> I quite like him. I thought he was great in the... Um... Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne, yeah, he's nice. I'm not a Redmayne fan. Um, and considering he won an Oscar... The same year he did Jupiter Ascending, 
it just baffles me because that was probably one of the worst performances. Like he chewed the scenery to no end. Yeah. And I was like, geez, he swang for the fences on that one. I know, but and, in fairness, that was Jupiter Ascending, which I've only seen about 10 minutes of and had to turn off. Yeah, I watched and it all. And, and I'm not sure I even got to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the crapness was his fault. Oh, I don't know. I, I swear, you could see everybody else was trying and Eddie seemed to be on a different planet. You're talking about the same film where Channing Tatum played a wolfman, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, okay, we're on the same film. Yeah. We're, on the, we're on the same boat. I guess it's just like you, I'm unforgiving for Redmayne. I just can't stick that guy. Not in the film. But anyway, we're, 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 we're really we throwing discussions yeah. about... No, 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 it's good, but I just I think you we're going to... Piss off some people. You know what? Well, we might. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Coriolanus yeah. this week, and maybe, it'll, maybe it'll change my mind. <laughs> I'll watch it. It's. I'm trying I, to think if there's I, anything I've ever liked Tom Hiddleston in, apart from War Horse. Avengers. Yeah, I almost don't see them as the same people. <laughs> 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 well, you like Night Manager? He's very good as he's very good as Loki. But again, yes. you know, Loki is. Look, yeah, I didn't like I didn't like him in the Night Manager. That's the problem. So I'm going to watch Coriolanus this week, and then I'm going to get back to you and see if I change my mind. Maybe I'll think it's fabulous. Maybe he's a theatre actor. <laughs> okay, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, I was the next thing I was going to say is because it's just current, and I was like, I know it's off theatre, but I can't help but talk about this because I remember at the time when it came out, you and I both were very. We we did we had a lot to say on the matter, and it a lot of it wasn't good, but it was on like um, Justice League. Yes, when it came out, and I remember we had a train journey together into the city centre, and all we did for the entire journey was berate the movie and how bad it was, and yeah. how much we really didn't like it, and how could you fail so miserably? And now the Snyder cuts coming out. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, like actually, interesting president. I know it's 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 un, it's unknown territory. I've never. When has this ever happened before? Where somebody's going to go back and says, "By the way, that movie that we ballsed up, I'm going to go back and fix." Mm-hmm. And I'm it's, like, okay. And did anybody say they ballsed up? I mean, I know Snyder probably wasn't particularly happy, but I don't think it was a particular we ballsed up because a lot of people love it. There's a oh, huge, no, there's a huge um, DC fan contingent that I love it, and I can. I don't kind get, of see I know, their point. If you're really into that kind of thing and you were a DC fan, maybe it would be great. I know. I I I don't think that. Well, I think they ballsed up. Okay, I'll put it that way. I think they ballsed up. How did you get that wrong? In so many levels, and the, the story. Like I went back and actually just watched it there, or because it was on Netflix. I've seen it on got, Netflix. I got, yeah, I haven't actually watched it, but. I've got three hours to kill and not really pay attention to it. I'll watch this again. I'll give it a try. And then watching it again, I was like, I still stand correct on that one. It's not a good movie. It's so broken. Mm. And it's like, I can't help but be curious about what Snyder is going to bring to the table to the point where I'm actually like, I hope it does go darker. I'm not being being, um, facetious here, but I really can't actually remember what happened in it. Who, uh, uh, what? No, I can't remember. Who was it? A bad guy? Yes, there was. It wasn't Darkseid because that's what <laughs> no, the plan was, was initially. It was Steppenwolf. Oh, it was the bad CGI bad guy? That's right. Yes. It was the the boxes of um, the boxes the of the mother boxes. Yeah, yes, the mother boxes. 
uh, to to which is the ITV you. way of swearing back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my face, you mother boxer. <laughs> Maybe that's what uh, they were going for, but it was the mother boxes and Superman was dead, but then they bring him back to life yeah. and he's a bit pissed for five minutes with Batman and and the uh, the Flash does his thing and Aquaman, you know, oh, Aquaman, that movie. I loved Aquaman, <laughs> did I not tell you that? <laughs> Yes, we watched it together. <laughs> yes, we did. Did I not just sit and have the most fun ever? And you sat there hating it. <laughs> as, as, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, well, I funny because I watched that in my, my, my living room. Did you go to the cinema to see it? Oh, I watched it with you. I don't remember anybody being there. I think I just remember enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in my own wee personal happy place. <laughs> we were because we, we sat down, I was over at yours for that night and we're yeah. like, and you said to me, do you want to watch Aquaman? And I was like, oh, what the hell? Sure, let's see how bad this movie is that grossed over a billion at the box office. And you did, you you loved it. And I just sat there going, I can't believe what I'm watching. This is just... It was the best thing since Flash Gordon. And I think that's kind of what they were going for. I think they, I think they swung and hit. I think they were going for <laughs> camp cheese, Flash Gordon craziness, and the charisma of what? Jason Momoa could probably get anything going. I think he, he was trying his best to save uh, Justice League as well. No, I think I, at that point I would say yes. With a title like Aquaman, how can you take it serious? Mm-hmm. And Dark doesn't work, so you have to go the other vein. But it was just yeah. It, like my, my only issue, issue was the miscasting of um, was it Mira, Mera, Mira, you know the female love interest or the female with the redhead, with the redhead, yeah, yeah. What was wrong with her again? I think she was miscast. Okay, is she is she married to Tom Hiddleston or something like that? Let's just <laughs> figure that out. No, is she not the one that was with Johnny Depp? <laughs> I don't know. We're getting personal here. No, no. You yeah. know how that was. The, that was the whole thing with Amber Heard. Amber, Amber Heard and Johnny yes, Depp, and she accused Amber. him of all sorts. And then that's when everybody hated Johnny Depp. And then I don't know. It's, it's complicated. Okay. But anyway, okay. I thought it was rubbish. But apart from that, okay. I thought the film was cracking. You really like? I know you really liked Aquaman. I, I really liked just... Wonder Woman. I thought Wonder Woman was probably their best. Wonder Woman, I thought was fabulous. Apart from the CGI towards the end, I thought Wonder Woman was a riot. I'd totally watch that again. Aquaman and Wonder Woman, I'd definitely watch again. You see, these are the things, right? You totally <laughs> berate and attack Tom Hiddleston for just being himself, but yet love Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Tom's not that bad. I really don't know the guy, but I think he does pretty well. He's successful. I cannot stand those movies. Oh, no. Can you imagine how bad they would be if Tom Hiddleston was in them? but this but this is this gets us on to a a point that you made that i thought was interesting because you were like you asked me this a couple of days ago it was like guess where we were 10 years ago summer of 2010 yes and i was like and yeah i had to think about that because you know i was like 10 years ago where was i and i was like ah i was in my late 20s i was single and I was living with you, and I was working in Tony Macaroni's in Byers Road as a barman. And I was like, good times. And I was like, I don't know what we were be doing 10 years ago. And you were like, it was the finale for... Oh, Lost. It was the finale for Lost. Totally forgot. You knew, the minute you said what we were doing 10 years ago, I was like, oh, I've forgotten again. What was it? 
<laughs> there was something more momentous than watching the finale of a TV show. <laughs> I know. You were one of us got married, met the love of our lives. No, we watched Lost. And I was like, means that in about in about five years' time, you're going to love the DC movies, and I'll I'll hate them. I'll have swapped. Well, I, well, we'll That's see because of the time when. I know because what was it at the time we, we we like this is how committed we were. We actually stayed up or got up. Oh, we like stayed, four no, 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 stayed up. It was like two, wasn't it? Was it about two in the morning? Yeah, it was two in the morning American time, so we could watch the final two episodes of Lost live back to back. So there was no spoilers or anything yeah. for us. And I liked it at the time. You didn't like oh, it. I was pissed. I remember you were yeah. You, you you could even go to bed. I think you oh, wanted to crazy. talk for the next five hours. Yeah, and then about what a week later, you came back saying you really liked it, and I'd flipped. Yeah, you totally flipped. <laughs> you suddenly went, "That was garbage." What was that? That was nothing. What was the problem? That I wasted I wasted all my time, and I was going. I think I've just realised the deep, significant meaning behind the whole show. Wow, it's really deep. You know what's weird? But uh, I can no longer remember anything about Lost. I mean, nothing. I remember Jack and Kate and Sawyer, and that's about it. We it's, were it's really been a while at the time. We were. I would still say season four was the best. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I just the monster, the the mercenaries that came in, and just the scale of the production. It just it just got better and better, and the twists and turns of what was going on was excellent. But it's it's been ten years since Lost. It's weird, and I'm like, what did we what did we do in ten years? You mean? I, no, I, I know what <laughs> happened in that ten years. <laughs> I know quite a lot, but I was kind of like, I was like, we we were dedicated to that show. Like at the same time as Lost came out, well, as Lost was finishing, Breaking Bad was just getting into its second season. Sherlock had just started in 2010 with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. In the first ever episode, all things that's still quite new to us, but that's because we're getting old. I mean, yeah, well, you're older than me. I mean, kids now will be going like lost. That's like that would be like mash to us when we were kids. You know, this, these <laughs> kind of kind of classic shows that you remember your mum and dad going on about. Yeah, I know, but I, I remember reading I just, a review recently that was talking about films that made them cry, and they said, "Oh, I remember when I was a kid that Marley and Me really broke me," and I was like, "Marley and Me." I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, last year, didn't it? No, 2008 or something. I was like, wow. But there's somebody saying, when I was a kid, that film broke me. It's like, when I was a kid. I remember being in my Which 20s one? going, I'm never, and I still haven't watched it. I thought, that looks garbage. <laughs> God, you really are attacking everything today. <laughs> beyond beyond the DC universe, there's really not much that you've got going that you actually like <laughs> at all. I don't think I'd ever expected that sentence. Beyond the DC, there's nothing the else that you like. Wow. Uh, I'm just trying to stay away from any Tom Hiddleston movies. Not that there's that many that I can I can think of, but yeah, there was no Tom Hiddleston in 2010. So you were where was there? Yeah, Iron Man. Iron Man was out, but Tom wasn't in that yet. We no. hadn't got to Loki yet. Avengers. You had a year or two. Yeah, it was 2012, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And Thor was like 2011. So there you, go. you you were safe by one one year but no as i thought it was amazing because even at that time when we were back 10 years ago we were we had just finished doing table manners the alan eightborn play in 2010 yeah 
Yeah, and I was and I was like all the things like the parties that we had, the people that we had over, and kind of way we were doing now. Like you're a you're a you're a fat married with and a father now, and I was kind of like, there's been a bit of a stretch of time. Yeah, since we moved on, and I was like, what has happened? But it's like it's even with the theatre and the shows that we've done since then, and it's just like what we're going to go and do now. Well, ten years and ago, was, we were practically newbies in the in the theatre. We done it. We done bits and bobs and went. Done an acting course and things like that, but the experience of ten years of doing theatre is huge. And and you and you were you had been in a Shakespeare play by that point. You had been in Titus and Titus Andronicus when I was in Titus. When I was in Titus, and that was basically my uh, claim to fame. It was indeed at the STG, the Ramshorn Theatre. As you, soldier you, to the left. <laughs> How long did you survive for? I remember I got gas on that, and I remember him. Uh, did he text me or phone me, and he said, "Would you like to be this part?" Uh, what, was the, what was the soldier called? Um, oh, I remember it. Anyway, I remember like going, okay, and I'd read the play and I'd read the whole thing and I'd auditioned for other parts and I was going, yeah, no, I'm really pleased to get that. And after I, hung, I, after I hung up, I honestly went through the script like, who the hell, has he made this guy up? <laughs> was, I think I had about five lines and I was like, oh, there they are. Okay. You uh, spend a lot. It, Quint- it might have been Quintus. I think it was Quintus. I just remember the pictures of seeing you literally there with your, you know, your, your bare chest, and you had these painted Celtic patterns across you. Yeah, and it was all these guys, and I was like, they're not what you would call the fittest goths you've ever seen. No, <laughs> it, it no. was it wasn't a group of actors oozing out six packs on that stage that night. Hey, watch it! I remember, I remember at the time thinking, oh man, I'm so embarrassed. I've got this kind of this pathetic body. I'd give for that body now. <laughs> oh dear! Ten years on, taking about a two-week diet and about you know three trips to the gym, and I would have been fine. Whereas now, it's a lost battle. It's gone. <laughs> so I've got to remind myself in ten years' time. I'll think I wish I was that blob I was back in two thousand. <laughs> time is not kind. No, it's not. Uh, I, I was trying to think of all the wee different things that we had done then into where we are now because I've been reading plays and trying to re- remain motivated and it's like, I don't know when we're going to get back in. No, and it's a bit, it's almost depressing. I thought that, I, I looked through my plays um, recently, the, the shelf, and I thought, oh, I should try and read some. And I thought, no, because when are we going to do it? Yeah. I've got no idea got, when things are going to open up again. No, I've, I've read... W- w- one or two that are on my shelf right now just to re- re- keep keep the, the idea going and it's kind of like sitting there going we could do that but it's a it's a sense of when and you see all the wee updates of what everyone's doing and it's that kind of thing with the National Theatre we're seeing the, their advertisements that any donation towards to try and keep the doors open for this for the different theatres and the companies, it's the Globe, um, even all the local ones up here. Like I think the sets are lucky in the fact that they're actually closed their doors to do the revamp that's going on there. So they were lucky in that sense. But all the other ones, uh, we don't like, I've st- I still don't know if even the lights of the Webster's Theatre or anything is going to open up in the next couple of months. We're supposed to be back on stage in September. Um, it's just not going to happen, <laughs> is it? No, um, it's, it's not. It's something we're kind of on a wait and see with. There's absolutely no way to know. But to be honest, I'm. If we were to be back on stage in September, 
I'd at least want a month or two of rehearsals with the cast just to get back into the swing of things. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, if, they, if, they don't, if they don't even know how they're going to open up the schools in August, because they're still kind of thinking, how are we going to do it? Is it going to be phased return, you know, or, you know, um, splitting into thirds, or some of the school come in, some of them don't? Yeah. How are they going to open up theatres? I mean, there's they, the talk of them doing those seats. So there's like a third of the seats. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. But but how, how do gonna, you people going to pour in and out of the theatre? Yeah, and also it's financial. The the, the theatre oh. works on the sense of I'm sorry, you can't. In order to fill, in order to make ends meet, you have to sell every seat. Yeah, and if I'm having to sell every fifth seat, that means I'm going into the theatre to make an absolute a loss, loss, a huge loss, unless you know the theatre charges you less, and they're never going to do that because then no, because they're on a loss. They're on so a loss. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a stack of dominoes. So I'm not that I want to sound negative or pa- on a panic station with this, but it's something to that, that I keep on thinking about is that the seriousness to the theatre and the arts is, is is at a kind of tragic level where we could lose something. We we don't know if we're going to lose out on this. The Webster's might never open again um, or it could not open for the next year. And it's it's a year away, and, and it's like okay, we lost money on the play, but we're okay with it. But I look at everybody else and the work that they were doing, and I'm yeah. like, the actors are out right there not to sound. I'm sorry for them, but it's like I've been furloughed. They don't get furloughed, no. uh, the professional actors. And I was like, and there's how many of them? The amount of um, like there was a wee casting call that went up on Facebook for some voice actors to do some work, and it was three parts. Yeah, and I was like. Oh, I got some spare time, but what one of the requirements for it for anyone that was on Facebook was you had to have your own recording equipment. And I was like, I have all this stuff because we do the podcast. And I was like, I've got all the gear. I can I can do that. And it was like and they were just looking for people to uh, audition in with a a showreel uh, for for dialogue. And I was like, I can get all that set up. And I put my name in for it. Emailed it all. And the email me back the next day saying, thank you very much for your interest, but we've already had over 500 applicants. Yeah. We can't take any more. Yeah, I and I emailed within an hour of the post going up. Yeah. And I was like, 500? I was like, "It's you see where everybody's at. There was like... And that's the thing the, as well. The desperation. With, with a lot of the stuff that's been done for, say, actors getting together to do these recorded things on their own a lot of the time they're using really well established actors yes so that's i mean it's kind of understandable because you want to sell things and you want people to watch it from home and especially if it's a, maybe it's a charity fundraising type thing but there's a lot of actors out there that are just trying to get their name out there and they can't uh, it's in the same i'm kind of a i wish we'd done a a full production recording of like Glengarry Glen Ross and we could have put that up just for the fun of it and I wish we did have it but sadly we don't um, plus we'd have had to get David Mamet's permission which we don't have yeah. but um, it would have been great to have because it's like I we always say how good a show it was and how much we enjoyed doing it but even just to put that up and the one we do have of a full recording, I don't think is the one we'd want to put up because <laughs> it's so. The tone of it is not what you would call positive. Really? No, yes. Gary in a way. Oh, but it's funny. Whereas when we did rope, that was a dark melodrama of murder. So it was not for me and Jade. We were in a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I never. It's weird. I never think about rope as a particularly dark play because we were just having a, a, a wee affair. We were just trying to get together. Were, I, I know you were flirting with each other, flirting and thinking, each other. "Can I?" And then we leave together. 
And yeah, the play goes on, and then it gets darker. But we're like, la 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 la. So I never think about it oh, because I was just in my own wee happy romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you were so in character. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> A romantic dope. Yes, you've played that one well. It was actually the thing is, um, I was hoping to get uh, Peter Patterson on. Yeah. Uh, who you worked with in The Odd Couple, he was going to come on, but he sadly got pulled back to work early because uh, he was on furlough, so we weren't able to make that work, but I was going to get him on with you so we could have a wee, wee chit-chat with, yeah, with reflective. <laughs> And then a wee bit of reflective on The Odd Couple. Because, so, nice. again, it was one of those classic plays that seemed to go down so well at the time with the audiences that came to see it. Absolutely, and, and Peter's somebody as well who's been really affected by this... Um, lockdown because he was right in the middle of a really successful run of his play the booth yes he was and he had about five other venues that he was attempting to go to yeah to put it on and by all means it was going to go down a storm so no he did he got really hit hard as well and it is just a it's just to make the point for anyone that's out there that generally always when things go down it's the arts that get hit first yeah and it's it's not even theatre, it's like the photography industry as well. I was like, there's no weddings out there for us to take pictures of. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad I've never full time in that industry myself. But yes, that that's that's the doom and gloom news, sir. That's the doom and gloom. I don't know. Have you got anything else you want to talk about? You got anything that's you're interested in other than watching Coralanus? <laughs> that sounded awful a lot like you just said curly anus. Which is <laughs> nothing I've wanted to do more than just watch Curly Anus Curly Anus yes Um, you got zip I've got zip Um, stressing out a little bit now that I've been kind of told I'm going to be a teacher in Renfrewshire so I think I've just got my mind on that we're making our way through a watch of the West Wing at the moment oh yeah where are you so we've absolutely rattled through them this is probably why I haven't had any time to actually watch any theatre I'm just sitting watching West Wing (laughs) which I've already seen like 20 times. <clears throat> yeah. We've almost finished the first season. Good. Really bizarre to watch it at a time where you couldn't have a more polar opposite administration. And it was mm-hmm. weird because I think the West Wing ran for a while um, with Clinton in, in office, but then it was uh, George Bush. You know, and as I remember at the time they were saying, Chings, how can you have the West Wing running at the same time as George Bush? Wow. Just as you, you thought things were bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't quite wish that, but it is depressing. <laughs> and you kind of think, it's an interesting thing to watch the West Wing because you think, wow, these guys work nonstop. It's so difficult. It's so time-consuming. I don't, You know, the, every time you see them, it's three in the morning and they're coming back at six in the morning to continue. And you think, that's a, it's one of the most intense jobs in the world. And then you've got this guy just tweeting all the time, watching Fox News. I just think, where does he find the time? Should he not be doing other things? Uh, so yeah, it's almost slightly masochistic to be watching the West Wing right now, but it's also nice and hopeful. Hopeful, maybe the next person will be just as good. Yes, I agree. And also, it's maybe uh, one of the funniest shows on TV for something that isn't directly a comedy. The West Wing is hysterical. And I'm amazed because no, I've been doing a few um, pub quizzes, or you know, these um, Zoom quizzes. So we did a musical, yeah, one, uh, where we had the TV theme tunes. Mm-hmm. The number of people who did not recognise, in fact. I think I did it with two different groups. Not one person got that right. Didn't recognize the West Wing team. So if you're sitting at home and you're listening to this and you haven't heard of the West Wing, go and find the box set because you can't stream it. But try and find a cheap box set somewhere and at least buy the first season. 
It, the the West Wing is the only reason why I can understand American politics. <laughs> it doesn't it make really is. quite exciting. But, yeah, because you suddenly realise what the hell they're actually talking about half the time and you're kind of like, ah! And then, of course, you watch House of Cards and then it's suddenly when your girlfriend asks me, what do they mean by this term? And you're able to answer it as if you follow American politics seriously. And she goes, oh, how brilliant. do you know that? And it's just like, I don't know. I just know these things. You definitely told me what filibustering was. (laughs) What is filibustering? Filibustering is basically when um, somebody's got the floor, but they just keep speaking. So as long as they're speaking, they can continue and nothing else can get done. So it's to get a law passed. So they just keep talking. Well done. I'm glad you remembered that one. (laughs) Well, sir, um, uh, I think Wex is done because we're always running out of things to talk about. And... Kind of, kind of strangely enough, it's kind of the lockdowns kind of put people in this kind of thing where you've asked them to come on to do the podcast, and they they're, they're a wee bit resistant to do it well, because they're like, I've got nothing like to nothing talk about. I feel like I've done nothing or watched anything or anything. Yeah, but it's not that... a rubbish. Tom Hiddleston is. <laughs> that is a good it. point. <laughs> <laughs> the personal attacks on this actor while he's not working. <laughs> he can't defend himself. Next month on We Hate Actors. <laughs> <laughs> That's my podcast has changed. <laughs> well, uh, before uh, we finish up tonight, I do have to plug just one wee thing. It's a personal plug, but. Um, and in this time, is something that's, that's cropped up, and it's my little sister, and she does this thing called the Travelling Teammates, where she goes around and she bakes cakes and sandwiches and puts on afternoon tea for people. And this was something that she did before the lockdown came into place. And what she's done now is she's taking it and she's making up afternoon tea boxes. And it's filled with all your favourite kind of cakes, your cookies, carrot cake, scones, cupcakes, meringue kisses, tablet, and it's, and every week you get this box and it's got all these cakes in it and it's £20 for the box and you get your two bags of tea, your napkins, your jam for your scone, and she delivers it to your door. And so this is a wee thing that she's been doing and it's proving to be really successful. And there's been so much goddamn baking that's been going on uh, both my my mum my mum and dad's house my sister's house that it's going over the top to the point where I'm literally the official tester to make sure the cake passes a level of quality and control. It's got to do it. <laughs> I know, but it's, I keep on having to jog to, just to try and keep the weight down, so I keep this equilibrium of balance in my weight. I'm not I'm not losing weight. I'm just keeping the weight I have. And but really, it's it's that kind of thing, you know. As a wee, my wee sister's kind of became now the Heisenberg of baking. <laughs> You know, she just goes because she just comes in and says, Do you want to bake? <laughs> and every day she's baking. There is so many orders for these tea boxes. It's actually proven to be really successful. And so she's delivering all these tea boxes pretty much throughout the Renfrewshire and Glasgow area. Oh. So she's covering quite a, a range. So if you're looking for an afternoon tea box for your wife, Stuart, is a wee surprise, let me know. <laughs> I know I know the, the, biz, the business manager, I can get you a deal. Um, but uh, as I said to her earlier, she's she's baking bad. Ah, very good. Ah, well, I thought it was a good one. You definitely don't want to call your business that. 
<laughs> no, no, the business is called the Traveling Teammates. I know she's Breaking Bad, but the, it's called the Traveling Teammates, and you can find it on Facebook and Instagram. We've been very um, lucky enough to sample her uh, baking in the past, and very kindly yes, dropped some into the um, what do we call it, dressing rooms when we've done plays in the past. Yeah, she does. She's made up the occasional brownie and cupcake okay, for us lovely. when we've no, been doing a play. Definitely attest to the quality. Yes, well, I'll just, well, just send them this way. I, could, I told you, worry, I've got, I've got some more cake in the fridge. I'll pass it on. <laughs> There's so much I can't eat at all. <laughs> uh, but no, 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 it's, it's been good. But uh, yes, it's a shameless plug, but uh, I, w- I wouldn't plug it unless I thought it wasn't any good and it is. It's fantastic. So anyway, so I think that's us. That's us. For another week, yes. Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll have something else to talk about other than Tom Hiddleston. I'm going to watch it. Coralinus. Yeah. Your curly anus. Can't believe it. Out of all the ones I'm going to watch, it's going to have to be this one. Ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. Well, we'll find out next time. Until then, sir. Take it easy. Have you? Good.